0: We have a very special guest today, maybe the GOAT of all of our guests. Today, we have the director coming on to recap the Chargers offseason so far on today's Locked On Chargers podcast.
1: You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast
2: on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons. But this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always for making this your first listen today to make sure you never miss gigantic special interviews like this with the director. Make sure you are following or subscribing for free on YouTube and also listening wherever you get your podcast from David. So much fun stuff in the off season. It's the director. We got the director today.
2: Yes, I am super stoked. (laughs) I love the director. The director is one of my favorite chargers content creators. That energy is amazing. I wish I could just bottle it up and keep it for a rainy day. Man, I love the director.
0: Man, it's so nice, I think, especially at this point of the off season, too, right? Like, you get somebody like the director on, and it just gives you some juice, especially yes. when there's not, you know, a ton going on on the field. You get the director on, and you feel like you're about to play a game tomorrow. But today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Go to FanDuel.com slash on today to get started. Here he is, the director. All right. well when you have the best guest you've ever had, the best thing you can do is get that person back on the show. And today's very special guest needs no introduction, but he is the director. And if you haven't seen the director's Chargers YouTube channel, he's even on the Chargers actual YouTube channel breaking down the anime schedule release recently. He is the best. He has the best energy in the business and we're so happy to have him on. Director, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on.
1: Kyoto, 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 Bolt fam. Is my camera zooming in or is my head just getting bigger? uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, awesome to be back, man. Yeah, I woke up to that Chargers video like everybody else. There was no indication from the Chargers for me. I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. And also, the one video I didn't do my hair.
0: Look, Mom, I made yeah. it. I just wish they would have given me a little bit of a heads up. But, <laughs> hey, man, it's been a crazy off season. Less crazy, I think, than last year when we had the spending spree and everything else. But I think the cool thing about the Chargers this year was it's like, hey, the core is already there. The nucleus is already there. And I think that's why the draft was kind of the most exciting part because that was where we were going to see the most additions from the Chargers this year. The Chargers end up going with Quentin Johnston in round one. And I saw the video. You were like, hey, Chargers 21 Quentin Johnston, lock it up, even leading up to the draft. But it has been a kind of a polarizing you know, pick with the fan base. So what is it about Quentin Johnson that you like so much?
1: Well, first off, I feel like if there were different names available at that point at pick 21 and we got Quentin Johnston, there could be a completely different spun perspective in terms of, oh, my God, we got Quentin Johnston. Because like what I posted in one of my videos, I don't know, several months ago, We were gunning for Quinton, and we ended up having to trade up to go get him. I think we traded with the Steelers. But there was a big reason for that, and it's because, again, the Chargers, they have that need for speed. And at that time, there was no talk about, you know, what the 40 time was, the pro day. We just assumed the man would be in the mid 4-4s, maybe for a lucky, you know, high uh, 4-3s. And at that point, you're looking at his height. You're looking at his skill set. You're looking at how he complements a Mike Williams and a Keenan Allen. You get really excited about that. But I think the biggest, most important thing is that Justin Herbert finally has that tool to be accessing the part of the field that his arm allows him to that other quarterbacks really cannot. And I really feel like it's going to help us unlock this new version or maybe even familiar 2020 version of Justin Herbert that we haven't seen in a couple of years. Quinton's going to be an awesome, awesome weapon for this team.
2: Yeah, and then I think for people who are a little bit concerned about the 40 time, you just look at the GPS tracking data. I mean, he was one of the fastest receivers in college football when you take a look at that aspect. And, and hey, we all know that you love the Quentin Johnston pick, but what selection outside of the first round did you like most from that 2023 draft class?
1: Oh, man. You know, I think a lot of us get a little excited when we see that fifth round uh, guard come off the board now. (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to see that history repeat itself? Honestly, Jordan McFadden's one that's kind of gotten me excited in terms of what we really need in a a backup. I would say swing tackle if I'm kind of projecting where I see him. Of course, I think he can play along almost the entire line outside of maybe center. Um, depth is so important. And I think if you're a Chargers fan, you have to understand that after watching year after year, you know, hoping that we have a guy that can step up into that role. I feel like McFadden's one of those guys that does it for me. Uh, but if we're really talking like the, the fan factor, like oh, the, yeah. the, the it factor, uh, Darius Davis, even though I think a lot of people uh, believe he was a yes. reach. And I do believe it kind of depends on your perspective. I think most people would say he was. I think the Chargers didn't care because
0: yeah,
2: he offers clearly. exactly what we
1: need, you know, at a position and in special teams, which has been such a big focal point of this team for the past couple of seasons. Having that speed, I don't know, man. This is a whole new like Pandora's box that's just been opened up when you've got a Justin Herbert. So that's one's really exciting to think about what could happen this season, not just in special
0: teams but on the offense as well.
2: Especially after clamoring yeah. for that speed for so yeah. long, and we got Ooh, yeah. it.
0: Yeah, uh, for, yeah, you'll take the, the fastest receiver in the draft for sure. And I think going back to the first part of the Jordan McFadden part, like when you've been around the Chargers as long as we all have, seeing the Chargers finally be so committed to the offensive line and just like offensive linemen every year, to the first year, to the second year, adding another one, even though the starting five is already it. set up, it's like that's like catnip, you know, to Chargers yes. fans who had to – You know, I mean, Justin Herbert's first year, we're talking Dan Feeney's and Sam Tevy's and Forrest Lamps. Like, so it is, we do get unreasonably excited for fifth-round guards, especially, you know, when the sixth-round guard tackle we had last year played, like, amazing left tackle as a sixth-round pick. But... The Chargers you guys remember the Philip Rivers days too. Oh, I mean, oh
1: like, yes. I feel like every Father's Day we collectively as a Bolt fam should send apology letters to Philip Rivers for our offensive line for so many right. years. It's oh, yeah. so much different now. So much different. Well, and
0: I think the In good the thing about way. Philip Rivers is he gets nine different Father's Day cards every single year, so he's not short <laughs> on the Father's Day. He cards wouldn't even seminars. notice. Us, not at
2: all. Either. No,
0: we would be. You know, I don't think we're making it onto the Rivers family <laughs> fridge. But the Chargers did shake up their coaching staff this offseason. You know, new defensive coordinator and new offensive coordinator but it's easy to get most excited about the offensive coordinator because a top five you know offensive guy ends up becoming available from the Cowboys and Kellen Moore so how did you react when they first made that kind of move because you know like us you were like hey who could they go with right but we didn't know Kellen Moore was going to be available he was the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys how did you react when they did it and what do you think the impact will be for the Chargers?
1: Yeah, I think, again, it threw a lot of us off. You go back and watch my videos, like, top five potential offensive coordinators, who we got. Kellen Moore's not in a single one of those lists. And I think it's because all of us had no idea that he would become available. He is, in my opinion, outside of maybe the weird Cowboys fans' perspectives, one of the best offensive coordinators you can find in the entirety of the NFL. And it seems like maybe a relationship was kindled back, you know, in the offseason last year, shooting that commercial with Justin Herbert. Whatever the case may be, something drew (laughs) Kellen Moore over to the Chargers to continue his career as an offensive coordinator because this is a man let's remember that could easily be interviewing for head coaching positions even at this point point. and so hearing his name kind of get thrown out there and instantly when you see you know Kellen Moore you start flashing almost like in that scene from Ratatouille you're looking back right <laughs> it, you're looking back at the Cowboys offense for the past yeah. couple of seasons right. and they've been awesome yeah. you know what I mean and one it's big really thing good. that I think that uh, really stood out to me outside of getting excited about, you know, a revamped passing attack was how consistent their running game has been. And that's something that the Chargers really need to hammer down on this offseason. I think Cal is going to be the guy for that. So instantly, I would say my reaction was very excited. I was almost too excited to like I was starting to jitter like how do I explain to the bull fan without sounding like a crazy person. This, this is a really, <laughs> really good offensive coordinator move for the Chargers. But, yeah, very excited, and I think it's going to really do wonders for just This whole offseason has been the narrative of it's going to do wonders for Justin Herbert. And it's going to be a fun season to watch him.
0: We still have so much good stuff with the director, including, you know, how Justin Herbert fits into this whole thing, especially having his best friend, Rashawn Slater, coming back into the mix and that amazing anime release schedule because the director was actually just featured on their channel. So we're going to get into that, but I do need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is is FanDuel, and with FanDuel, it's the best time of the year to bet because right now you have NBA playoffs going on, and you can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. And right now, when you have the NBA playoffs going on, you have the NHL playoffs going on, you can even, if you only like betting the NFL, that's great because you can still do that. You can go Justin Herbert for MVP. You can go the Chargers odds in the AFC West. There's always so much good stuff going on in FanDuel, and especially right now with these playoffs, the great promotions that they have going on. So many great bets where they're putting one, two bets together to come up with some really, really fun ways to get in on the action, especially if you know, football. Football is your first sport. I guarantee you having some action on the other sports is going to make things a lot more fun when you're watching. So visit FanDuel.com lockdown to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com lockdown LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA.
2: Hey, speaking of Justin Herbert, that's uh, actually the very next question. Of course, Justin Herbert was the biggest beneficiary of this off offseason uh, off move of getting a new offensive coordinator and getting some new weapons like Quinton Johnston and Darius Davis at his disposal. How excited are you to see Justin Herbert working in this new revamped offense?
1: It's going to be awesome. I think a big thing that Justin needed was a more complete version of the offense around him that had roles that could be fulfilled. And I think Adarius Davis stepping into that role. I mean, God bless. A Joe Lombardi's soul you know he finally we <laughs> finally picked up that gadget player after he left right it's like oh man all yeah. those swing screens and you know behind the line of scrimmage thing maybe we had had a chance now well now the Chargers have some players to fulfill that we've got the speed with Quinton Johnston we've got the receiving back I would hope that we get uh, some form of a bruiser back. maybe I've been pushing the narrative to start using Xander Horvath a little bit more in short yarder situations as a running back Um, If we see that complete version of the offense surrounding a Justin Herbert where finally he has pretty much a guy that can do everything combined with the new offensive coordinator that's really good at utilizing the strengths of these players and putting them in positions to succeed. And obviously when you've got the key to unlock all of them in Justin Herbert, good things are going to happen. So I'm very excited. Again, if you take a look at Kellen Moore's offense, you're going to see a lot of opportunities for the Chargers to build something downfield. Not just, you know, try, you know, just sling it down there. You know, Keyon Allen's down there somewhere. Maybe he's not. Give him a couple more seconds. <laughs> um, <laughs> now that we've got the speed, the access, the field, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, we're going to start being able to build an offense that creates those opportunities. And that's something that, again, Justin really, really needed. I think he was asked to do way too much just on the back of his talent alone last yeah. year an offensive coordinator their job is to be able to create uh, opportunities for him to utilize those strengths and those talents and I think
2: Kellen Moore is exactly the guy that we needed for that and he yeah. brings the balance too, like yeah. The, yeah. the balance to the table like the Chargers' rushing attack has been not very not good, good the last couple of seasons I think we can say that pretty clearly and Kellen brings a very balanced offense and brings success passing and running the football Oh, yeah,
0: 100%. And I I think it's a good point you bring about about the complete version of the offense, right? Because the one thing that you want Justin Herbert to have that me and David have been talking about is, like, if teams are always going to play him with a deep shell over the top, you need guys who can at least exploit that underneath. You need guys who can attack that and are dangerous with the ball in their hands. Darius Davis and Quentin Johnston both bring that to the table. And I think it's just nice to think about Kellen Moore and how he can scheme with players and what he's going to do with with this group, including Xander Horvath, right? Like, I'm excited to see how he uses Xander Horvath, obviously taken under a different offensive regime, but you don't really have many blocking tight ends. Maybe that's somewhere where they try to, you know, fit him into the mix. But it's exciting to have the, you know, feel like there's some more creativity coming into the room, feel like there's someone that has different ideas about how to use these players because it just felt like there was some meat left on the bone last year. But you spoke about the running game and having a more, you know, complete offense, David, and just having that balance. You know, who's going to help with that? Rashawn Slater. I know that you are very excited. Rashawn Slater is one of your favorite players. And I think one of the like, there wasn't a ton of offensive additions right to the chargers. I mean, no free agents. You brought back Trey Pipkin's. One of the biggest additions the Chargers have this year is getting their all pro freaking left tackle back. Like, that is such a huge part and underrated part of this offseason. How excited are you to see that dude back on the field?
1: I mean, you take a look at this season. It's funny because last season was the season of we're going to get everybody together. It's Avengers Endgame. And then <laughs> this, this season, this year, is we got to go in the past and grab all these guys that got dissipated from the snap, man. Everyone went down with injury. This is the year that we come back with the players that actually make a huge difference on this team. And when you reassemble everybody back together, that's when the magic actually happens. Because last year, again... I feel like the wind was taken out of our sails with every week somebody going down. Yeah, especially Rashawn Slater. My God, such a big part of this offense this season. The narrative of these returning players, the return of the fallen, whatever you want to call it, it is going <laughs> to matter. And it's so easy, even for me and any football fan, to have a short memory as to you know what the strengths and weaknesses are on this roster. No, it's it, it really isn't as big of a weakness. Uh, I think, you know, Jamari Sawyer did a great job in stepping in. But now coming back after, you know, thinking of his 2021 campaign, Slater is going to open up so much what you can do on this offense in terms of the play, in terms of time for your receivers. So many things, so many things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the narrative this season of the returning players, Rasan Slater's probably at the top of that list for me, and there's a long list of players. <laughs> yeah, I, I so, mean, that's, that's um, wild. That, very important.
0: We thought it last year was the end game, and last year was actually Infinity War, right? Yeah. Like, we, we mm-hmm. thought it was end game. This is end game this season. The players are coming back. The portals are opening, and the reinforcements, the Boses and the Slaters, maybe even the J.C. Jacksons coming through.
2: I love it. I love it. This is it, the way, man. Like, that's – again
1: <laughs> – it- I think the table has been set last year. And I think despite a lot of the unfortunate circumstances, I think the Chargers made a majority of the right moves. You know, the J.C. Jackson thing is still kind of up in the air. I still believe there's a really good chance that that was a good move. We just have to wait and see, you know, with the returning from injury and seeing how he kind of comes back into the system. If he's still showing the flashes that I think I saw towards the end before he, uh, you know, got the injury there. Um, If he fits in.
0: Training camp, too. He was awesome. Yeah. 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 And, and hey,
2: he has a, a tremendous track record. I mean, he, he, you know, was one of the best interceptors of the football in in football for the last five seasons. So we just got to hope that maybe he can get back to that level. The Chargers decided to go anime with their schedule release for the <laughs> second year in a row. And they actually had you on their YouTube channel breaking it down. Somehow, this time, they seem to fit even more Easter eggs and references than they did even last year. What were some of your favorite parts?
1: Oh, man.
2: Well, first off, shout out to, like, Ty and
1: Dizzy and all the other guys that were in that video. Those guys are solid. I've played uh, some Apex with Ty. He's pretty good. (laughs) but You don't want to run into me and Ty in Apex Legends. We'll say that (laughs) first off uh second i shout out to dizzy as well man one of the ogs really cool to see all these guys in the same place together i feel embarrassed a lot of them were like oh the first time in a video with director it's we're on the chargers channel like that's awesome and i've let you down i'm sorry it won't be the last (laughs) time we're gonna get together uh second off amazing this last season i told myself after the last video i was like i need to watch more anime (laughs) i need (laughs) more culture so when this happens again i'm prepared and i dropped the ball and then i was like the next season it's anime episode two i was like all right Okay, let's buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> do some research. For here, home it was very good. The, uh, the football references were pretty savage. I think if there's one word that you can use throughout the entire video, it's savage. There was mm-hmm. some savagery afoot yes. with the Chargers social media team this year. Um, some things that I needed brushing up on in terms of the references, I was like, wow, they they really put that in there, huh? (laughs) But one of my favorites that it was a narrative that I tell a lot of people that I find amusing and almost shocking is the Bills narrative. When they're looking over the coffins of those Uh, four straight seasons that made this not winning a single one. I can't imagine being a Bills fan in that era and going back over insane. and over and over just and over rip your heart out man my god yeah, absolutely savage um, outside of that though there's just great artwork all along man I've seen some of the previews of the of the assemble assemb- uh, assemble of the wide receivers mm-hmm. even in anime form i was like all right okay yeah. i'm ready let's come on september let's go let's go <laughs> oh yeah
0: i think maybe the most savage is the the qr code that's a uh, how to oh find a God. job for a uh, click raiders <laughs> fans you regret it or just sean payton you know busting up russell wilson's uh, office in the denver broncos facility i mean I, I don't know how they do it man i get like the, the attention to detail is just insane like shout out to everyone jason levine the social media team Meg, and all those people because that was again yeah. somehow not it out of the it into park like again. a a where's Waldo experience where
1: you have to watch it
0: multiple times. (laughs) Uh, You're going to
1: have to pause and study each frame. Like Uh, you're going to miss something if
2: you don't.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's like, anime is like a cool thing again, which I think is taking a lot of people to kind of come, you know, wrap their head around where it's like, Oh, it's actually NFL players are anime people now. Yeah. Not, not necessarily the people you might think. So I've had to brush up as well, but seeing like the Naruto wide receivers, the attack on Titan, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, like so much good stuff in there. I do want to talk about just this Chargers team and kind of where we're at at this point because I have liked a lot of the moves that they have made. Do I wish they made a couple more moves? Sure. There are a couple positions I wish that maybe there were some veteran guys pushing some of these younger guys. So I kind of wanted to see, you know, you're always very positive, but I'm sure you have some question marks about this roster as well. At this point in the offseason, where are some places maybe you wish they'd add to maybe bring in some competition or just kind of some general concerns that you have going into the year?
1: So before the show, me, David, and Daniel were talking about the length of the shows. And and uh, <laughs> in my channel in particular, I've been going a little longer because I like to ramble sometimes. And one of those rambling instances, I had a section called, Where the Hell is John Johnson III? All right? <laughs> Amen. Was like a 20-minute segment. Where the hell is John Johnson III? <laughs> I will say that the Chargers roster, we're in a unique position right now where it feels – very full right I think we can all agree that this is probably one of the more complete rosters we've seen in a long time and this is even comparative to last season especially with all the the returning you know talent Um, but if there's one position on this roster that I think needs attention because of how much of a focal point it is on our particular defensive system it's safety and to have a guy back there or a question mark I would say does make me a little bit nervous Um, Did JT Woods, you know, go to church a lot this last year and become blessed? And maybe he's this new version of himself that we haven't seen before. Maybe I would be excited to see that. Is Alohi Gilman maybe the answer opposite? That could be the case. But I want to see him in that, you know, Derwin relief role more often than not. Um, If the Chargers could go out there, get that veteran that I believe still has, you know, great potential to just work with this system, of course, coming from a system that Brandon Staley built already with the Los Angeles Rams. I would feel a heck of a lot better outside of that. um, I think the defense looks awesome. I love the addition to the pass rush in the draft. I think that's really going to mesh into some awesome opportunities for the uh, defensive backs to come up with more uh, turnovers Uh, on offense. The one question mark I have is maybe tight end slash running back, but they're both really good. Like running backs. Great. It's the outside of football circumstances that make me nervous. Tight end is good. You know, a lot of people are like director, do you not like Gerald Everett because you were pushing for tight ends this season in the draft? It's like, no, tight ends this season the draft are particularly good. That's why we won. But Gerald Everett is very good. He's a very good base tight end. You know, sure. a, a bit of an upgrade of Jared Cook that does yeah. bring consistency to the offense that we need from that position right now. So, outside of that, I don't know. Uh, the uh, roster's looking very nice, very nice. I would say safety, though, if I had to complain about one thing. Let's get John Johnson in the building. Come on. Give me his number. I'll, I'll call up his agent. We'll see what we can, we, we can work out. <laughs> All of me. us
2: <laughs> are definitely in agreement on that. We have also been clamoring for John Johnson the third for seemingly the entire offseason. Because well, Derwin James doesn't play changing. in
0: every game every season, David. So, That's like, true. Even, even if you love Elohim Gilman, right? Yeah. Even if you love Derwin James and him as a tandem, like, Yep. You're one injury away from Alohi Gilman and JT Woods being your two starting safeties, and that's kind of a scary thing because those are just two incredibly small sample sizes.
2: Yeah, that is a alternate reality, a multiverse version I do not want to live in. So <laughs> Let me
0: ask you guys a question, yeah. too, because
1: this is something I get asked a lot, and honestly, like I think my, my surface answer is okay, but I want to hear what you guys have to say, too. The potential in some of these undrafted guys that we saw at safety last year that actually had some pretty high ceilings, particularly in Mark Webb, what would your mm-hmm. confidence be in him having to start Start,
0: let's say at the free safety position if it really came down to that at the start of the season we just I talked mean, about mark webb yeah we <laughs> yeah. were actually just like hey where's where's mark webb where been? is he at right? yeah. yeah i mean seventh round pick brandon was guy right and then kind yes. of in the in the same vein as some of the late safeties he took when he was with the rams that he had a lot of success with right he yeah. was actually benching dudes like taylor rap for six seventh round picks <laughs> i mean It's hard. I I mean, Raheem Lane, we had a really good, you know, uh, preseason last year too, where he was flashing all over the place. He had some big plays in training camp. Those are the big ones. And, you know, you can even throw A.J. Finley in there, the newest guy, newest undrafted free agent in the mix. And I think that's what we have to hope right now, David, right? Is that one of those dudes just absolutely shows out and makes us feel a lot better about it.
2: Yeah, I know Brandon Steele is very high on Mark Webb. And like when the Chargers, you know, brought Mark Webb in, you know, he seemed like a guy that, Had the prototypical size and attributes that you'd like to be able to mold, and he had some good production in college. He was a very sure tackler, and when they could have cut bait with him
0: several times, right? Like they could have gotten rid of him as a seventh round pick. He's been on the practice squad. They could have parted ways, and they've decided to keep this dude around, right? Hopefully, hopefully not the same way that they've kept Joe Reed around, right? Like I think that's just (laughs) what you hope.
2: Yeah, I just want to see him, you know, be healthy, get a real opportunity because because of the state of that position, he has a definite chance to make this roster. So he's got to go show out in training camp and preseason. We'll see. But we have to finish with this. The, the absolute toughest question of all, Uh-oh. which Chargers player would make the best Jedi and which would make the best superhero?
1: Oh, man. Well, first off, Jedi has to go to Justin Herbert, the man's getting oh, yeah. image of
2: Anakin Skywalker.
1: Let's I mean, go. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the best Jedi at first, and then, well, we'll see what happens later down the road. Hide the younglings. <laughs> Hide the younglings, and we'll see if maybe we can avoid some disasters. The best Sith on the roster, honestly and this is lately and honestly it's not something i hold against the guy at all but i think joey Bosa is maybe you know <laughs> edging into the dark side a little bit these last couple of seasons you know is let the hate flow through you i can see it. Going. i can see it. every time you go you go uh, in front of that microphone talking about Derek carr i see it i see that the evil <laughs> smile on there so maybe joey bosa this big bad uh, uh sith lord pretty cool uh and as far as the superheroes oh I think Derwin James, he's got that, you know, charisma. He's oh, got, yeah. you know, the superpower to play all positions and stuff. like. He's already a superhero on this team. So that's what I have to go with there.
0: I mean, yeah, I love that. You also, you know, we talked about the schedule release a little bit. What is, are, there's some crazy games, right? Like, I mean, I know you've gone through it already. You've gone through the schedule. You've talked about what you think, you know, some of the best games are, some of the toughest games are, because there's undoubtedly some really tough games on there, right? Like, it's going to be a tough season, but yeah. you also get a ton of fun matchups, right? That's kind of the hard thing. It's like six primetime games. We get to see Josh Allen versus Justin Herbert and Josh Allen, you know, Justin Herbert versus Lamar Jackson, but it's also like, oh, but Rogers, Justin Herbert has Rogers. to get, yeah, exactly. But like, he also has to go. Those are also incredibly tough games too, you know? So like when you were going through the schedule, making like your predictions, and everything, which are the games that you're looking forward to most? Cause I think there's a ton on there you can pick from.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think honestly, for me, and I think kind of selfishly, right, especially when I'm thinking like, because uh, I could, I get to go to maybe one game a season. And so I want to make sure it's going to be a fun one. Right. And one of the biggest things that I look at are the strength of the defense, particularly in the secondary when I'm because I want to see a good day by Justin Herbert, if I can get yeah. help my odds oh, out
0: in there. Definitely. Sure.
1: And Honestly, there's actually some nice pocket of opponents that don't have the best secondaries as of last season that might be able to offer that. In the end, we decided to go to the Bears game, the Chargers versus Bears. They have an, I would say, up and coming DB, you know, group, but nothing too crazy to write home about. Uh, But outside of that, I mean, if you're looking for for some fun matchups in the division, the Raiders still have one of the worst secondaries you're going to find out there. I know the Minnesota yeah, I, Vikings I love are going to have a hard time, uh, and it's going to that, one, that one's going to be a shoot. I think the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> game is going to be very fun. You got you know Justin Herbert versus the we'll say the wide receivers of the uh, Minnesota Vikings, and then both the, the Chargers do have a better secondary, but you're going to see a lot of back and forth in that game. I think that's going to be really really fun. Um, yeah. And then outside of that, it it is going to be a tough season. It is going to be a tough season in terms of contrasting what we had last year in opponents to this year. It's gonna be an uphill climb. Hopefully, we have with the uh reinforcements that we got of players coming back, we're better equipped to take on some of these better teams. I think honestly, on paper, you could say that, you know, the Chargers are favored in a lot of ways, but it really depends on how everything shakes up with the new OC and how injuries hold up throughout the season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are always the key things for the Chargers. Maybe even, you know, hire an athletic trainer, hire a head athletic trainer. Nice. Maybe that Hi. would be a good thing to well. do. Right about now or maybe a month ago. Who knows? But, I mean, there's so many good games to look forward to. It's going to be a tough season. But, like, that's the thing, though. Good teams aren't afraid of good teams. And last year when we were looking at the schedule, you know what we thought the toughest games were? The Super Bowl defending champions, the Rams. The Colts with Jonathan Taylor running all over them. And the Titans with Derrick Henry, right? Like in the Chargers ended up winning all three of those games down the stretch last year. So it's like this is always an interesting point of the season because it's before you really know what these teams are going to look like and who's even coming out healthy out of training camp. But Director, thank you so much, man. Truly best in the business. You guys can find him on Twitter at the director underscore YT. His YouTube channel, the Director Chargers channel. Thank you so much for coming on, man. You are the best. I can't wait to see what you have going on next because you always have some fun stuff going on over there.
1: Well, I appreciate you guys. Now, I'm actually going to actually uh, start zooming in here. Here's the head getting <laughs> a little bit bigger with every moment that goes by on the Lockdown Chargers podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been great. Cannot wait for the Chargers season. That's as far as I can go on there. All right. Kia ora, kia ora, kia ora, Bullfam. Thank you
0: man what a treat a special thank you to the director for joining us again david for booking him because always such a good guest truly one of the goats goat guests of the locked on charges podcast for sure we will definitely have him on again ain't the great news is we have even more guests coming up, David. We have great guests coming up for you guys, and we're trying to get Chargers players on the show. We have more Chargers experts and NFL experts coming on the show this week. The everydayers know we will be here Monday through Friday with the best Chargers content out there. So make sure you guys are back with us tomorrow. And to make sure you don't miss it, subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also listen to the show wherever you listen to your podcast from. And you can also find the show every day on all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at dan Talk Sports, David DavidDrogmeyer, guest booker extraordinaire at SD, And the great thing about him is his DMs are always open in the show's page at LockedOnLAC. You can also find us on Instagram at Locked on Chargers and our Locked on Chargers Facebook page. If you guys want to, you can get in on the fan mail show this week and call into the voicemail line as well. If you want to leave a 30-second voicemail at 323-524-7924, there's a good chance you are getting on the show. But make sure you guys are back here tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go bolts.